kids, oh, kiddos, I need your help. You ready? Help me retell the story of Daniel. All right? We know it. All right? If those grown up in Sunday school, I just need little words. In fact, let's tell the story of Daniel with one go. Yes. Trustworthy. Okay, good. All right? What else? What about Daniel? Yes. Were you raising your hand or you were just itching your nose? All right. Who else? Tell me the story. Yeah. Prayed to God and loved him. Good. What else about Daniel? Yeah. He was faithful. What else about Daniel? Yes. He Holy Spirit. All right. Good. Good Bible answer there. Yep. Vegetarian. Good. Yeah, not, a, not a lot of people know that. All right. Good. What else? He was brave. All right. Good. Wisdom. Babylon. Good. He was a Christian. Yes. And... Babylon. It starts in Babylon, right? He he was taken out of his home. Do you guys remember this story? His his country was uh, overrun by the Babylonians, and they were taken captive uh, to a place called Babylon. And there, uh, they were told to do certain kinds of rituals and eat certain kind of food. And Daniel decided what. He's not going to eat that kind of food. He says, no, I'm going to actually honor the Lord. I have some dietary restrictions that the Lord's put in my heart and, uh, and in my mind, and I know that that's his awesome. I'm going to follow that. And he does, and his friends follow him, and actually God blesses him in that. And then what happens to Daniel? Yeah. Good. He gets thrown into the lines. But what happens before that? Anybody know? Oh, good. Close. Brothers don't throw him in. That's another story. That's close. So that's Joseph's story. What else? He gets promoted. Interesting. So this guy who comes as a, a foreigner starts to rise to power, and he actually becomes second in charge uh, over almost everyone in this country. And now all these other people that, da that Daniel actually stepped over start to actually get mad at him, and they start to plot to destroy him. Do you remember this part? What do they decide? What do they do to pull together to try to destroy Daniel? Good. Listen to this. They couldn't attack Daniel. Daniel had too much integrity. He had too much, uh, he, was, he would always tell the truth so they couldn't attack him. So they went after something that he did. They knew he prayed, and they went after Daniel's prayer time, right? So they go to the king. They go and they say, hey, king, may you live forever. You know what you should do? You should make an edict that no one could pray to anyone else except for you. And he believed the lie that life was all about him, and he said, yeah, that sounds good. Well, he was friends with Daniel, and as soon as he made that decree, all these guys that were trying to trick Daniel knew Daniel was tricked. He would not be able to not pray to God. And now the king was actually really upset. All right, he was upset. He tried to change it because he didn't want Daniel to go get thrown in the lines in. So he was trying to you know, change it, but he couldn't. And so Daniel ended up doing what? Anybody know? Yes. He got thrown into the pit of lions. And here's the question then. Why did he get thrown into the pit of lions? Yes, in the back. Because he didn't back down. The prayer, the, the, the edict, the law was said, do not pray to anyone except the king. And did Daniel do that? 
No, Daniel actually did something interesting. He prayed to his God. Now, here's something that I think is interesting in light of what we've been talking about with spiritual disciplines, friends. It's this. In chapter 6, verse 10, it says this. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chambers towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. What's the next verse? Anyone know? As he has done previously. As he has always done. You see, what happens is he doesn't just all of a sudden a trial come his way and then he goes to God and prays. Nope. He is always one that is constantly going and constantly praying and going to his knees, whether it's a good day or a bad day. It doesn't change the fact that he does what he always does as he goes before the Lord. Daniel prayed on his knees. That was his first response when a trial came. He needed help and he goes to the source. And he asks God, will you change this situation or change my heart about the situation? Friends, is that our first response when hard times might come? Do we go to the source? Prayer is important to Daniel and, and people knew that he was a man of prayer. And here's another just kind of maybe punch in the face. If we all of a sudden had a decree saying we could not pray for one month, men, would that change anything in your life at all? For Daniel, this was detrimental. He needed time with the Lord. And for us, I wonder if we're like, man, I can't pray to God. That's okay. For Daniel, this was a, an absolute tragedy. And people knew that he was a man of prayer. And they went after that because they couldn't find any fault in his life. And I wonder if there's a difference there, right? They can't find any fault in his life. Why? Maybe because he's a man of prayer. Daniel knew that he needed to go to the Lord and that God was everything to him. Prayer is important. It's our way to connect, to listen to God. It's our open communication to him. We can read our Bibles, which we did yesterday, as we dive into it, as we meditate, as we get a better glance of who God is. As we read the Bible, it's amazing. If you know his heart, as we pray, we pray to God and we actually tell him what's on our heart. And then we actually have to have time to actually listen. I don't know if your sons do this, but mine does it all the time. He comes and he has a billion questions, right? And he'll come up to me, hey, dad, I got a question. Da -da -da -da. Right, whatever that is, the question of the day. And I start to tell him the question. He's like, all right, never mind. And he walks away, right? We're so uh, excited to come and ask the questions, yet we're not patient enough sometimes to listen to the response. So as we go to the Lord in prayer, may we not just vomit on him. May we not just, you know, God, uh, all right, I'm gone. And he's like, do you want to hear the response? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Maybe you might have a hard time praying. I think for a lot of guys, we just have a hard time praying. And I think that as we've talked about these spiritual disciplines, I think maybe you know what comes next in my, out of my mouth. It's maybe we do have a hard time praying, but maybe it's because we're not maybe doing it the right way and or we're not doing it enough. We're not good at prayer. Maybe we just need a little practice. Maybe this is you. 
you find yourself praying the same thing over and over and over. Then you get distracted. Then you get bored. You think God doesn't care. You feel like you're not doing it right. Then you just stop doing it altogether. I don't know if you, that's you, but I know that's been my life sometimes. Am I doing it right, God? Are you even listening to me? And again, I, am I vomiting on God? Am I just telling my, my, my thoughts and then I walk away and he's like, whoa, wait, I'm about to tell you my response. You don't, you don't care to hear the response, huh? There's a book that was brought up to me um, a few years back and it's actually just really helped with my prayer life. And there's a guy named Donald Whitney and it's called Praying Through the Bible. And he says something interesting here. It says this, the problem is not that we pray about the same old things. Rather, it's that we say the same old thing about the same old thing. Let me say that again. The problem is not that we pray about the same old things. So take a breath and say, okay, good. I can pray about the same things because there's things on our hearts and our minds that we want to give to the Lord. He says, come to me, those that are anxious, those that are heavy burden, I'll give you rest. We're supposed to cast those anxieties on the Lord. So if you've got those anxieties in your life, gentlemen, go to the Lord. Don't worry about saying the same thing over and over and over. That's okay. Here's what Donald Wilkins says. The problem isn't that we pray the same old things. Rather, it's that we say the same old thing about the same old thing. All right, guys. Let's, uh, when we pray, right, for, you know, what's going to go on in chapel tonight. All right, dear, Ju- dear Jesus, thanks for lunch today. Uh, may you bless this food to our body. What food? We get into a rhythm, right? We bow our heads and we pray the same old thing all the time. The same kind of way. Again, maybe it's time we start mixing up that muscle. We start thinking about things a little bit differently. So he suggests, what if we mix up praying the Bible out to the Lord? What does that mean? We go through a passage of the Bible line by line, and we talk to God about whatever comes to our mind. Kids, this is, in, this is insane, and I think that this is important for you to understand. I don't know if you sometimes start to pray, and all of a sudden your mind goes off, oh, there's a deer over there. That's awesome. And you're like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be praying. Okay, dear God, thank you for, whoa, that deer is running. That's awesome. And you get distracted. Well, your dads do that too. They get distracted. And I think a lot of times we feel this burden of like, I'm supposed to just be praying, and I can't think of anything else. I have to be, you know, honest with the Lord and I've got to just be sitting here and I can't look at anything. I can't think of anything. Well, this is, Donald Whitney actually helps us rethink some of that. He says, as we go through the Bible, line by line, read it out loud and then talk to God with whatever comes to your mind. As we pray God's words back to him. Maybe you're struggling with things to pray about, so you pray the same thing the same kind of way. What Donald Whitney is suggesting is what if you take God's word, you read it out loud, and whatever comes to mind, that's what you pray for. Well, I don't know about you fellas, but that's a lot of freedom. I need a good roadmap sometimes as I pray. And again, why are we praying? We're not praying to check off a a checklist We're going to the source to say, God, I'm going through a hard situation and I pray you either change the situation or you change my heart about the situation. For Daniel, his life was all about connecting to the Lord and hearing from the Lord and he did it regularly, whether a good thing was happening in his life or a bad thing was happening in his life. Fellas, maybe you're not too good at prayer. May I encourage you to stretch and flex that muscle a little bit this morning. 
to maybe mix up a different way that you pray. And what's awesome is you can do this with the people around you, and I'm going to give you that opportunity. However, I want to go through that here together. Psalm 51, you don't have to turn there, and it just says this. I want to walk this through so you understand how simple it is. We literally read God's word and we say it out loud to him and we maybe just pray it back. But here's what's awesome is whatever is on your your mind and your heart, pray that out loud to him. Here we go. I'm going to say this. It says this, have mercy on me, oh God. Let me stop there. Very similar to even yesterday. But here's where it gets fun. What's on your heart when you hear the words, have mercy on me, oh God. This is where it gets tough because we're in a group. It's hard to shout things out, but what is the first thing that pops in your mind? If it's popcorn, say popcorn. popcorn. Great. Here's the thing. If you read God's word and it says, have mercy on me, oh God, and the first thing that pops in your mind is popcorn, a lot of times you're like, oh, come on. Don't get distracted. What if, as you read God's word and the first thing that pops in your mind is popcorn, you think this, not I got to get rid of that thought. It's God, thanks for popcorn. What did we just do there? Something that maybe we think might be a distraction, we actually use to give God glory for those kinds of things in our life. Now listen, I want to be very careful too. I don't want us just to think of silly things all the time. Because as we go before the Lord, we have opportunities here to really go before the Lord and pour our heart out to a holy God who cares about us and sees us. But let's not let distractions get in the way. If there's something that gets put on your heart, let's give it to him and we can move on with what else we need to give to the Lord. Have mercy on me, oh God. What else pops out on our mind? Go. I need mercy. Stop. I need mercy. How could we say that in a quick prayer? God, thank you for your mercy. When's the last time you gentlemen have prayed, God, thank you for your mercy? Maybe you haven't in a while. As we read God's word, it, it, it reminds us how to actually pray about things that we know are inside of us. God, thank you for your mis- mercy, oh God. What's next? According to your steadfast love, and here's where it gets fun. According to your steadfast love. Nope, nothing. Nothing comes to mind. Good. Move to the next verse. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Transgressions. I don't know. What is a transgression? Thinking about it's a fault. And you're starting to do this thing and then you just kind of go off and you don't have anything else that comes to your mind? Move to the next thing. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, from my sin. What's something that we could think of there? Shower. Thank you. God, thank you for last night's game. That was so awesome. And thank you for letting me be able to take a warm shower. What else? Wash me clean from my iniquity. What else pops into our mind? Forgive me. How could that be a prayer? Lord, forgive me. Make me new again. Against you, I've sinned. How can we say a prayer about that? What pops into your mind? For against you, I have sinned. Thank you for your cross. What if it was in that moment as you read this and there's a little conviction of God, search me and know me? What sin is in there that I need to confess? 
Fellas, it's very simple. It's not rocket science when we come to prayer. Maybe you're not good at it because maybe you haven't gone through it the right kind of way. This is one of many ways that you can pray. I'm just going to encourage you to take an opportunity by yourself or with your family, ideally. Get into a little spot for 10 minutes five minutes and read a psalm together and just start to just read it out loud and stop. And if something pops into your mind, go to the Lord for it. If nothing pops into your mind, go to the next line. But fellas, we have an amazing opportunity. Our relationship with God has been restored. So let's start living that way. Let's go to him because we can. Let's start depending on him because we can. Whether life is easy or hard, let's not wait for it to get hard to go before the Lord and say, God, help me change my heart about a situation or change the situation. But either way, God, I need to come to you because I've got a burden. That's what Daniel did. It wasn't easy, but he made a consistent life of prayer and people noticed. So we're going to take about five, 10 minutes. Uh, I don't want you rolling back to your cabins to go change yet. You've got time to do that. We've got a little bit of time here. We've got 10 minutes before uh, 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock, we're supposed to start getting ready to walk down there. So you got 10 minutes. All right. I want you to spread out. I want you to grab your Bible. Hopefully you have one. And you're going to go ahead and open it up to Psalm 103. It's an easy Psalm. It's a fun Psalm. There's a lot in there. Psalm 103. And I want you to sit with your family or maybe a few group of friends and just pray. Read one line, only one line, and then stop. What's the Lord bringing to your mind? And then pray for it. If it's popcorn, great. If it's sin, then give that to the Lord. All right? It's a practice. It's a practice maybe that we need to get better at. Let me pray for us. Lord, have mercy on us according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. God, wipe out our transgressions, and you have. You've washed us clean. I know my, my transgressions and my sin is before me. Against you only have I sinned, Lord. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. My sin Behold, you delight in truth and you teach me wisdom in my heart. And in all of that, it reminds me of my need, my desperate need for you, Lord. And as we break out of here and just get some time praying, putting into action something maybe we don't do very often because as we pray, it makes us say, we need help. And guys sometimes don't want to admit it. But Lord, I pray that you remind us that we need help and we get help with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.